Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob Crother! Gentlemen, please welcome to the show veteran indie promoter and founder of the new Retro Championship Wrestling promotion. Now that's debuting this April, and now he's known for his infamous '80s wrestling cons here in New Jersey, which everyone just raves about. Such good feedback. I got finally got to get to one, and now we have '80s Wrestling Con Three returning to iPlay America in Freehold, New Jersey, on April 18th. Guys, please welcome to the show, Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, thanks for a few minutes. How are you, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? It's, it's always so weird. Uh... When uh, you say veteran promoter, because I mean I've, I've I've been doing it since 1993 on and off. So when I first did that, I was 16 years old, and back then it was like I was like a, a little fish in a, a sea of sharks. All the yeah. all the promoters back then, but now I mean fast forward, you know, to 2020. I mean I'm I'm still only 42 years old, but I, I yeah I guess um, and there's a lot of independent promoters in this this New Jersey area, but. You know, I, I've been around by far the longest at this point, so it, it's weird to hear that because I've never been used to being called that. But you know, looking at you, you live in New Jersey, so looking at the rest of the spectrum, everything, and seeing you know uh, everyone that's promoting and, and doing conventions or shows or whatnot, yeah, I guess I guess uh, I, I would be considered uh, considered the uh, the senior uh, veteran promoter. At yeah, twenty, and yeah. 20. You get that veteran term, but you're still going strong. You know, you're not here putting guys over. You're here running strong. You're you still got a lot of stuff coming up. We're really excited, and I've heard a lot of good things about some of the indie stuff you did in the past. But I wanted to ask you, you know, how did you get your start in this business? And first and foremost, were you like a fan as a kid? Like, how did this all start for you? Oh man, I was a super super fan when I was a kid. You know, when I it was one Saturday morning, I was sitting on my you know grandparents. Uh, living room floor and my grandfather was watching WWF and uh, when he had it on as soon as my head looked up and saw the TV man I was I was hooked instantly nice um, it was in 1985 it was the fall of 85 which really sucked because I just missed the first Wrestlemania uh, <laughs> so uh, I wish that my I wish I would have slept over in like February or March and yeah. could have caught the first Mania but it was the, the fall of 85 where I first you know, locked eyes with it and fell in love with it instantly. And from there on, you know, I just became the, the biggest fan, all the, you know, the LGN figures, the magazine, the posters, the t-shirts. Nice. Uh, back then, uh, house shows were monthly. They weren't, they didn't come to, you know, the state twice a year like they do now. I mean, back then, when it was the Brendan Byrne Arena, uh, the Netherlands Arena, they used to be there every month. So, yeah. I mean, I would never, ever, ever miss a show. My parents, Okay. Dude, man, my, instantly my ears like connected to this conversation. 
organization. But sooner, and I'm sure you know you're you're a big wrestling fan, so I'm sure oh, yeah. that you're the same way. Like when you hear wrestling, you, you hear strangers on wrestling, like you're, you just automatically you know glued to their conversation. You oh, feel yeah. like you're part of them, you know. Yep. So uh, they told me about the the radio show that was on later that night, and I went home, and it was it was 88.7 WPSC. It was a local William Patterson College radio station in, in Wayne, uh, New Jersey, where I currently live, and the show was called Who's Slamming Who, which is funny because, you know, 20 years later, I would do my own Who's Slamming Who radio show as well, but it was through that radio show, I, I, I learned about the inner workings of the wrestling business, and at that time, it was, uh, I think it was 1992 or 93 at the time, I mean, it was unheard of, really, at that point, being a fan, knowing what had happened prior to when it did, you know, yeah. and Dave Observer newsletter was out and Wade Keller's Carsing Torch was out, but other than those two newsletters, there wasn't no internet back then. There wasn't no, you know, uh, it's funny, they, they call it, they call, they call the websites dirt sheets. Uh, back when, you know, I was, I was a fan and just learning about this, the dirt sheets were the Observer and, and the Torch. They weren't wrestling websites, they called dirt sheets. So, so there was no websites back then, no internet. Yeah. So to find out what's going to happen before it did back then, I mean, it was like, it was like I was like, kid on Christmas morning, man, getting all this, getting all this dirt and information, you know? So it was through this radio show, and, and by the way, I, there was a contest to win special guest co-host for a week on there, and I entered it, and I won the contest. Oh, so, no way. Yeah, man, it was cool. So, and what's cool is that the guy that did the radio show, his, his name, his gimmick name on the radio show, and he was independent wrestling manager too his name was Radical Rick Rocker he's <laughs> actually friends with me to this day so I, I always credit him for me getting involved with the wrestling business because if it wasn't for his radio show there's no way possible I would have found a way into it uh, so I always credit him and it was cool because I actually uh, got to think of a bunch of times by you know I, when WWE's in the arena I think with me or last year Wrestlemania was in New Jersey I brought him with me so I mean I repaid the favor back tenfold with him with school because he still you know the, he still works staff for my uh, 80s con and stuff like that oh wow but through through this radio show is where I found out about newsletters stuff like that and I started writing my own newsletter when I was just like 15 years old for the ringside wrestling newsletter and I didn't have any subscribers maybe like 20 or 30 or so but I started going to local independent shows and you know, getting telephone numbers interviewing guys and stuff like that and just you know, one thing led to another, and just, it just, uh, just, I just walked out and somebody somehow got involved with it. That, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it sounds like it really, you know, took off. You know, right now I'm kind of doing the same thing, getting those interviews and, you know, working with promoters, man. And it's been such a, like a positive experience, such a great community. Um, but I wanted to ask you, um, you know, aside from the business stuff, you said you watch, uh, I think you said at your grandparents' house uh, when you were a kid. Who were your guys? Like, who were your favorites? Oh, man, I was, I was a huge Hulkamaniac growing up. Yes. He was, he was my guy and, and, and Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man. And, and it's hard to pinpoint just one. Uh, I would say those three definitely, Warrior, Hogan, Macho Man. Uh, all, all the all the iconic 80s guys, man, Jake the Snake Roberts, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, um, the British Bulldogs were my favorite team as a kid. I remember as, I remember as a kid, WrestleMania 2, my parents took me to see it on closed circuit. Back then, they had closed circuit. So I went to William Patterson College, and after we saw WrestleMania 2, 3, 4, and 5 on closed circuit TV, I remember when the Bulldogs won the tag titles for BT and Valentine in WrestleMania 2. I, I cried as a kid. I was so happy. Oh, so, yeah. 
Hanukkah guys back then, man. It's probably the same as everyone else growing up, you know? I, I, I did watch WCW, uh, NWA, uh, but it wasn't like, it didn't gel with me like WWF then. I was always a WWF guy, you know? I got you, man. And you're into a lot of the retro stuff. Do you, do you still watch, like, the current product? Uh, you know, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I, I, I keep up with the most through the internet and I, I do, I, I do watching it. Like, I'll, I'll catch segments here and there. Yeah, it's you tough. Know, There's uh, a lot, I can, yeah. I haven't sat down and watched a two-hour roll, a uh, three-hour roll or a two-hour smackdown. I can't tell you how many years. I try and catch the pay-per-views when I can. Uh, yeah. Definitely the big ones like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, all that. But I, you know, I, I follow it every day through uh, through the internet. You know, just keep me up to date on everything. But you know, I, I catch bits, bits and pieces. If it's not what it used to be, like I just passed Monday night, I watched it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the ending was with uh, Seth Rollins and uh-huh. and and, and, and it just, it's just like the same shit every week. You know, it's like yeah. yeah they had a they had a yeah, do something, man. It doesn't it doesn't hold my attention. I'd rather much uh, turn on uh, WWE Network and watch an old WrestleMania two than watch what's currently on TV. Yeah, and and I get what you're saying, man. And the re- and the reason I ask, and, and you're not wrong at all. Um, you know, you, you mentioned oh, like you kind of teared up. You know, when they won the the titles. Um, you know, I, I can't think of a moment too much like that. You know, like maybe Kofi winning last year. That was a nice moment. Nice to be there. That was, that was a good one. Uh, Gargano winning the NXT title. That was, that was a little bit of a tearjerker right there. Cause he's the heart and soul of that brand. But I get it, man. It's just like a special thing to be a part of as a fan. Uh, you know, it's definitely not like it used to be, but you still have those moments. And I just love the, the fans. And like you said, your ears perked up when you heard people talking about wrestling. It's just such a good, like community. And you have so much going on with this wrestling community. Um, tell us a little bit about these eighties cons and how these started, man. I haven't been to one yet. Uh, cause I always work on Saturday, so I got to make sure I make it to this one. But I mean, you've had the million dollar man. You've had just like the lineups have been incredible. I've heard nothing but great things. Uh, you know, at my kind of second home, I play, I love it over there. Tell us how this all started and tell us a little bit about eighties wrestling con part three. Sure. Uh, well I was, uh, you know, like you said earlier, I was running an independent shows back in the day as well. Right. Under the name ISPW, it was Independent Superstars of Pro Wrestling. I did conventions and shows going until 2010. And after that, I, 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 I did a long time. I didn't, I didn't promote my, my next event till last year, which was the return of the 80s con, which was uh, 2019. So nine years I hadn't run a show, but I still, wow. you know, I still wanted to some way somehow feel like I was connected or involved with the rest of business because I just love it so much so just for fun I started doing a, a social media account called 80s Wrestling on uh, Facebook Facebook, uh, Facebook Twitter and Instagram just, just for fun mm-hmm. I post pictures of you know various different 80s guys or photos or memories or moments and, you know just to some way somehow feel like I'm still doing something even though I'm not promoting it anymore and it got to the point where it blew up, man. It's like right now, uh, I have 128,000 followers on, on Instagram. I have 100,000 on Facebook. And I have like 58-something thousand on Twitter. And, I mean, tons of guys follow the various accounts, including Paul Kogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Randy Orton. I mean, Ronda Rousey, Edge, tons, Jericho, tons of different guys follow these accounts. Nice. So it got to the point where I'm like, you know, if, if I didn't do something uh, to take advantage of this 
you know, following I have, I'd be stupid. Sure, so, uh, sure. a, a, a green light went off my head. 80s wrestling convention. I already have. I already have the online following. So I thought of that, and I did the first one. Uh, it was last April, and it was only supposed to be a one-time thing. I, it wasn't. I didn't have no uh, goal of getting back involved in wrestling promoting shows. It, it just. It was supposed to be a one-time event, and it went really good. Um, yeah, so, so I hear. After the first one, I'm like, well, I'd be stupid if I didn't do a second one. And you know, that last October was the second one. And that one really good. So now I'm saying, well, I'd be stupid if I didn't do a third one. Yeah. Which leads to April the 18th. Now, I mean, I use so many, you know, the thing with, with 80s guys is unfortunately a lot of them have passed on. And, sure. you, you know, I'm, I'm booking 20 guys at a clip, so you got to do the math to figure that sooner or later, you know, it, it's going to run out. Right, so this right. third one, I was thinking to myself, well, what can I do? Because I already so many big names, 80s names the first two times, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what can I do this time just to make it unique and different? So then I was like, well, let me let me, let me get some of the big names locked in that I haven't used yet, like Honky Top Man and Zeus is going to be there, like Luger, Hexel, Jim Duggan. But I'm like, let's, let's mix it up this time and let's get guys that no one really ever gets to see in this area uh, to really make it unique and mix it in with these other guys. So that, the first guy I thought of, and... I knew that he hasn't been around in a, a really long time, and he was pretty hard to track down. And, and I was able to was the Haiti kid who was I saw that, yeah, yeah, 80s midget wrestler that was in WrestleMania two and WrestleMania three. Um, you know, he he's going to be there. This is his first appearance in many years. I have I've had several promoters already you know, contact information because they want to use him in their stuff. I said, hey man, listen. I'm not giving this information out to anyone until after April 18th because I don't want anyone to use them and I don't want anyone to book them for anything previous or prior to me without him appearing on my show first. So uh, in this day and age in 2020, it's really hard for to mention because there's so many of them to have yeah. a unique guest. And, you know, I, I found one, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to having him uh, at 80s Wrestling Con 3 on April 18th. And then I started thinking, well, who else kind of bring it up to unique and different that's really not up this way in New Jersey very much? Uh, Ted Arcidi was an 80s guy that hasn't been up this way in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, Dr. D. David Schultz. Um, Mike McGurk, the old 80s uh, woman ring announcer. Sean Mooney. You know, and then mixed in with guys like Larry Sabisco and Sam Houston, who's never up this way really. And, you know, uh, Tony Gurria. And just, I'm just trying to make it as unique, different as possible. Um, and then, uh, and then, if you haven't been to one, so you have it. We have a high play at the big stage too, so we do stage shows as well during uh, throughout the day at the '80s con. So we're having the Honky Tonk Man perform "Cool, Cocky, and Bad Boy." Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, in this day and age, a really popular part of wrestling conventions are the fans are bringing the WWE encyclopedias to get signed. I see a lot, a lot of fans are bringing these encyclopedias at the event, so I thought it would be a cool idea. Well, let's get the backstory on the WWE encyclopedia. So, Brian Shields, who uh, wow. was the uh, guy that, that started it, is going to do a Q&A talking about the process it took to, to create this, so... That should be really cool, unique, and different. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, all the events we're going to do, which this one's going to be really cool, is 80s wrestling family feud, where it's going to be nice. Team Dutchman, 
Raquel and Team Teddy Long. And they're going to have five wrestling fans on each side and do an 80s wrestling family feud. So stuff like that really, you know, makes it an experience. So, yeah. Act- the convention is going to have a big pictures. This, this is not a convention. I don't, I don't, I don't like calling this a convention. I like calling it an experience. Because stuff like that, uh, and I'm doing like a Sam Houston's doing a Texas one two step dance contest. <laughs> We're having uh, 80s wrestling uh, cosplayer dress up. We did it for um, we did it for the last one. It was a Halloween costume contest, and it was really really good. A lot of people really enjoyed it. So we're bringing that back. Nice. Um, we're having a couple of Q and A's. Mario Mancini, who was a famous 80s WWF jobber that wrestled practically everyone in the company, he's going to talk about his experiences working with all the biggest names in the 80s making stars and then one that I'm probably most worked at was the originator of uh, the pro wrestling conventions and the guy that you know I, I pretty much stole the idea from and I was telling that but he, he just out of the job I've done with it since then is John Arezzi and he's going to do a tell-all story of the creation of wrestling conventions which was called Weekend of Champions so wow, we're doing all that and uh, some other stuff I have on my sleeve too so yeah, man, it's going to be really cool. It's it's more of an experience than a convention. So if you haven't been to one yet, I strongly suggest coming out April 18th. I play America Free Home, New Jersey. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to be like a kid on Christmas morning there. I promise you. There's tons of tables. People selling all kinds of wrestling merchandise. It's, it's just a really cool deal. Yeah, and I've heard nothing but good things, and and you've more than sold me on it. You know, I, I love that extra mile kind of stuff, the costume contest, the history beside you know about the encyclopedia, all that stuff. That that gets me amped. You know, the kids will love it too. And you kind, you know, it's one of those things like we talk about the community. You, you know, you see a couple indie wrestlers kind of hanging out. You see people who have these podcasts hanging out. Uh, I think Enzo kind of popped in at the last one. Uh, so you, you like you never know, man. I, I'm sure you got some more surprises up your sleeve. I can't wait. Bro. I can promise you I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't, I can't put all my I can't put all my cards on the table. You know yep, I mean? yep. I know. I understand, man. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, moving forward. Let's talk about you know you love the retro stuff. We got the '80s con. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this retro championship wrestling kind of federation. Um, I mean, how did this all start, man? You you know you got the conventions going. Now you're just like you have this whole new promotion. And, uh, you know, I know, I know a lot of the guys on the roster, man. Like, how did this uh, all, you know, happen? Well, obviously, as you can tell, I, I don't like to sleep. So, yeah. the more stuff I can add on my plate, the better, you know? Yep. <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I used to do wrestling shows in the past, you know, ISPW back in the 90s. And uh, now that I'm back involved doing 80s wrestling con, uh, you know, once it's a good play, man, that's it. It's always going to be in your butt. And yeah. Now that I'm doing these and having fun doing them, you know, it's only twice. You can only do twice a year. You know, I mean, do the work that goes behind these things. Like I'm already going crazy, and it's you know, like a month and three weeks away. You know, it's, yeah. I'm just already, it's already going nuts. So I mean, there's so much work and details that go into this. Is that you know, you can only do twice twice a year, and that's 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 stretching it. Uh, especially, I'm a one-man show, man. I do all this stuff. I do every detail myself, and it's, it's a ton oh, wow. of work. From, wow. You know, if I have 20 guys coming in, you have to worry about 20 airfares, you know, 20 hotels, 20 cars to pick the guys up at the airport, 20, you know, cars to bring the guys from the airport back to the hotel, yeah. pick up at the hotel to iPlay, pick up again from iPlay to 
your report again. So you do 20 guys, man, that they're enough to travel. The kids involved is enough to just make you want to take your head in. Banging up against the wall about 13,000 times, so. Yeah. <laughs> I go with you like twice a year on that, man. But anyhow, you know, I got the itch again to want to start promoting again. And I didn't want to wait every six months to do it. And, you know, I, I wanted to capitalize off of the popularity I'm creating with the 80s Wrestling Con brand. I didn't want to come back and do ISW. I wanted to kind of like have that be like a sister company part of 80s Wrestling Con as Retro Championship Wrestling. And I'm going to bring back everything that we loved as fans growing up in the 80s watching it. Uh, you know, the talk show segments, like the Brother Love Show and and uh, Piper's Pit and stuff like that. We're going to have a talk show segment. We're going to bring back old school 80s managers. You know, we're going to be, you know, bringing back all the different aspects of 80 wrestling that we fell in love with. And uh, the first show back is going to be on April the 24th in Totua, New Jersey at the Totua PAL. And it's going to be called the Retro Rumble. And the main event is going to be a retro rumble match, which is a Royal Rumble style match. And the winner will be crowned the first champion, uh, retro championship wrestling champion. Ah, which and means there's a belt. My, yeah. My creative juices are flowing already. Just trying to come up with different ideas to, to book a Royal Rumble style match. I want to say Royal Rumble gets you. That's called it retro rumble. Yeah. But uh, gotcha. that, that kind of match where, you know, you just have so much creative creative things going on in there and so many talented guys involved in it so I'm already you know in my head you know spacing it out piecing it out and and I will have some surprises on that night as well people that are you know not advertised to be there will be in that match so it will be uh, same concept as Royal Rumble we have some surprises there will be some surprises and this as well from some independent guys that yeah I'm pretty well familiar with that. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll be there as well. It looks it looks great. And just looking at some of the roster, I see, uh, you know, Rhett Titus, uh, you know, longtime ROH guy. Uh, Donovan, we're going to have Sean Donovan. We're going to have him on in a couple of weeks. A really great up-and-comer. He was on Raw a couple of weeks against Andrade. Uh, Nikos Rikos, uh, if you remember, it's not my fault. I think Snitsky's coming. Uh, it's going to be awesome, man. And, um... Now we got to talk about you have uh, I think the tap on the shoulder went to uh, Tito Santana as the commissioner if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah, man. So like I said, I wanted to to make it as as much as I possibly could involved with the '80s wrestling con brand. So I mean, what better way to do that than by having a WWE Hall of Famer uh, and a big part of '80s wrestling, Tito Santana, be the commissioner for the promotion? So Tito will be the commissioner of the promotion, and he will debut there. Uh, on April the 24th and helped crown the first retro championship wrestling champion. Another uh, another thing we have planned for that day as well is Sonny Beach, who was an 80s wrestler and, and did some WWF stuff as well. He's in the debut as a manager on this show. He promises the, uh, the, the debut person's hottest free prospect. So it'd be cool to have him uh, as a manager as well because he was an 80s wrestler. So like I said, bring back the old school 80s managers to be a talk show that night as well um late night with andy Weinberg, who is a manager down in the maryland area and he's freaking awesome I, I as soon as i saw his stuff i'm like i want this guy anyone that's not familiar with him look his stuff up andy Weinberg, really really good so uh, interesting crowbar crowbar is going to be there the return to danny inferno who was a long time independent wrestler in this area who was a WWE developmental wrestler. We'll be on that show as well. Tons of other stuff, man. It's cool. 
That's that's great. It's an interesting concept too, because you know you're talking retro. You want those kind of old school segments, but it's you know you're not, obviously not pulling all all these guys from your conventions, you know, to get back in the ring. It's cool. You got a lot of these indie guys. Uh, you got a lot of uh, big names, current names as well. So I'm really interested to see how that that kind of mixes all together, man. It's pretty fresh, something new. I think fans will right. definitely be and, drawn and, to. You know, it'll be presented '80s style. So I, I know these guys are a lot of these guys are current on the independent shows, and they're doing great. They're going to be, they're going to be presented in a different way at, at these shows. So this is going to be ran like an old school '80s wrestling promotion. So anyone that are a fan of these guys, it'd be cool for them to see them in a different atmosphere right now. Cool. Are they all for it? Like uh, you know, when you're talking about that the show, they're they're kind of talk, talking about like embracing maybe these slightly different personas, I guess. Oh yeah, man. Everyone, everyone's a great. That's but awesome. Donovan, you just mentioned, you know, he, he a couple of weeks ago told me, and I, I wasn't even aware of this, and I, I know he's doing great right now in the independent. Oh, yeah. Uh, in this area. He oh, actually yeah. grew up coming to my shows. So he said this wow. is like a bucket list. This is like checking something off his bucket list wrestling for me, which is really cool because I, I had no idea that I, I was, you know, someone that when he was growing up coming to my shows, so that's, 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 a, that's a really nice compliment. And it's stuff like that that makes this fun and, and and uh, it makes me look forward to it. Yeah. That's that's full circle stuff right there, man. That's that's deep, man. That's awesome. Hey, where can everyone get tickets for this thing? Uh, tickets are actually available if you go to Totowa PAL's website. So Totowa T O T O W A P A L dot com. Uh, you can follow the links there. Uh, tickets are available on their website. And they're already moving good, so definitely uh, head over and check it out. And for eighties wrestling Con three. Uh, tickets you can go to 80swrestlingcon.com awesome man yeah and guys you gotta go to these things I mean this is gonna be awesome and uh, just just wanted to ask you real quick Tommy uh, you know we, we talk about you know you being a promoter you said you've you've worked with sharks in the past I'm sure you've had your ups and downs and all that kind of stuff uh, you know I've been a big part of the independent scene the past couple of years I've worked with some amazing amazing people so all of my experiences for the most part have been very very positive uh now that you're kind of uh i wouldn't say getting back into the game but now you know you're starting this retro championship wrestling what is kind of like as a promoter your philosophy or maybe some advice you can impart on some people who are, who are starting to you know get their feet wet in this business as far as a promoter or a wrestler oh that's let's go promoter i can give the same advice whether you're a promoter and or a wrestler love it if, love it you know, if you love the wrestling business and if something is telling you deep down inside your heart that you were meant to do this, and, I, and anyone, any, I know you have any guys that listen to this, so yep. uh, this is definitely the best advice I could possibly give. If you believe in your heart that you are meant to do this, if you look in the mirror, and you have to be honest with yourself, if you look in the mirror and you think that you're looking at someone that could do this full time for a living, but don't kid yourself either. Don't, don't just look. Yeah, you have to know it. You know it deep down in your heart. And whatever you say to people about you is one thing, but in your heart of hearts, you know if you have what it takes uh, to do it. But if you believe that you do, by all means, chase it. Uh, and, and chase it until you can't chase it anymore, but also have a backup. Don't rely on wrestling. Uh, you know, have a, have a, a, a regular job. Have uh, you know, something to fall back on. But by all means, man, uh, don't let anyone tell you no. Don't let anyone say you can't do something. Because if you want something bad enough, anyone's capable of doing anything. But just remember, you have to believe it in your heart that you can do it. And 
main thing is always have something to fall back on, man, because you can't rely and put all your eggs in one basket. Nah, that's not doing wrestling anything. You can't pull your, all your eggs in one basket, but don't let any uh, promoters not want to book you or other things, you know, make you not want to do it. If, if, uh, you know, if you want to do something bad enough and, and you're motivated enough, anyone can do anything, man. Wow, very well said, man. That was deep. Real talk right there. Hey, hey, Tommy, thank you so much for a few minutes, man. And tell everyone where we can follow you on social media and all that good stuff. Uh, 80s Wrestling on Instagram, so it's 80S Wrestling. Uh, Twitter is 80S Wrestling underscore. And Facebook is 80s Wrestling. And then, again, the websites are 80s Wrestling Con and RetroChampionshipWrestling.com. And who knows, by next time I'm talking, I might have another wrestling project. Oh. more living hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. All right, guys. <laughs> and remember, 80s Wrestling Con 3, that's coming to my second home. We love I Play America. That's going to be April 18th in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, we also have Retro Championship Wrestling. That's going to be at the Total of PAL on April 24th. Guys, get to the websites. Get the tickets. Tommy, thank you so much for a few minutes. Best of luck moving forward, man. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it, man. Have a good day. All right, man.